It's Monday night. We just had a wonderful weekend after the aftermath of the biggest pay-per-view of the year. Oh, did I just say that? Oh, oh, shucks. We had WrestleMania earlier this year, and I said, oh, that's the biggest pay-per-view of the year. This is crazy. But is it in, in terms of an AEW perspective, definitely the biggest pay-per-view in that company's year. Um, we are doing the... What are we doing, guys? We're doing a review. We're doing the all-out review 2021. I go by the name of Skillet. My name is Mex. Elijah in the building. Wayne in the building. Thank you for coming back and joining us again. We always have you guys come on every time. That's AEW News. And what a pay-per-view to discuss last night. Um, Mex, you were out and about. You were on Hooked on Wrestling. Shout out to Hooked on Wrestling. Yep. My people, them. Um, they, they had you as a, a guest last night. And you watched it live with Rest Things, the Rest Things crew. Big up Gigi as well. Um, it looked very hype. It looked very sick. It looked like it was an amazing time you all had. I love the pops and the reactions. Tell me about your experience watching All Out last night in, in the Hookton Wrestling event. Which was where? It was in Old Street, right? Old Street, yeah. Um, sports and Grill Bar, I think it's called. Um, so yeah, it's a sports bar. Um, really fun experience. I've I've watched wrestling with friends a handful of times. Um, over the pandemic period, it's it's been this same gang of myself, wrestlings and stuff, watching the pay-per-views together on Zoom. Um, obviously not quite the same. Trying to save yourself, trying to stay awake, especially when you're watching the WWE pay-per-view. Um but this just being able to go outside, watch it together, um, enjoy it with other fans, and um, you know, the surprises that we got on the show just took it to a whole nother level. <laughs> like, I've done a vlog for it, I've put posted some of the clips on my Instagram as well. It's just absolutely crazy in terms of um, just experiencing that with other people. Like, I can't imagine, you know, on a grand scale of like a WrestleMania or something like that what it must actually feel like living through that live like because yeah, yeah last night was mad i mean i mean i couldn't ask for a better wrestling crowd um at that attendance last night at all out i mean chicago you know one of the best wrestling uh areas in the, in, the, in, the, in the whole of the united states that and you know new york brooklyn stuff like, etc but yeah chicago very much a wrestling city elijah um all out 2021 um, did you did this exceed expectations? Before we run down review and we're gonna give out our rating and we're gonna give it our ranking, did this exceed expectations for you, or are you just like, yeah, I expected this? To be honest, I just wanted to just watch some good pro wrestling. I was I didn't come in with any high expectations. I thought, you know what, good card should be another good show from AEW. And then when they announced the first match, I was like, oh, this is this is like not gonna be a normal show. Mm -hmm. When what you have to do is announce the first match and you get this pop, you're like, okay, maybe this is going to be a good show. And from there, it was. I don't know, don't know what to say from there, like without getting into matches. But I, I was just from that first thirty seconds, it felt like I was in for a good time. Well, we might as well just go straight into the car, shall we? Um, the first kickoff match was, um, if I going off the top of my memory, if I'm correct, best friends and Jurassic Express. Versus Matt Hardy's. What is Matt Hardy's faction called? Family Office. Family Office. Family Office. Yeah. HFO. HFO. That's it. Family Office. Okay. Um, this was a very good 
uh, front opener. Um, Wayne, do you think Jack Evans and Angelico, isn't Angelico? Is that his name? Angelico? Yeah, Angelico. Yeah. yeah. Do you think they kind of fit in with Private Party with this Matt Hardy faction? Because I, I do like Private Party with Matt Hardy. Actually, for some reason, yeah. personally, I actually think that works. Um, I just think Jack Evans and Angelico, as much as I do love Jack Evans, I just think they don't, it does it just seem like it just seems very much like a survivor series, you know, when they used to like put two different factions together and it feels like that vibe. They don't feel like they're a whole complete faction. Um, what do you think when you see these guys together, Wayne? You know, I, I enjoy the matches, but um and and Helicopter where he's like sort of technical uh like grappling sort of style and Evans for his high flying, you know, ability mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. Um in regards to them being in this faction, I don't think it works, to be honest. I kind of agree with you on that point. But um, it's still fun to watch some of the spots, what they do. I mean, it was a very fun match. Max, do you mind running down how this match went for us, please? To be honest, I didn't watch much of this match. In in watching it in there, they never turned the sound on until the main card started. They were okay. still like playing wrestlers' entrance music and stuff over it. So um, obviously hard to get into the match. Um, really, but to be honest, I thought HFO were gonna get a win. Orange Cassidy beat um Jack Evans on Dynamite on Wednesday, so I thought maybe you know they'll kind of flip flop it and hey, these guys can cheat to win. But um, no, it wasn't the case. We saw um, best friends at Jurassic Express walk out with the win. I guess it's just to get the crowd happy and warmed up for the night. And after they did get the win, Butcher returned right because he's also a, fa- a member of Matt Holly's faction as well, isn't he? He he yeah. tags with Blade, so yeah. Yeah. So, they, but it, are they part of Matt Hardy's faction as well, Blade and Butcher? Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't even know that. <laughs> I, I, I personally think the HFO is a hot mess. Um, <laughs> I, think, I think that's the point. Though. That's the point. It's like it's everyone that's not got, got anything going on, put them together, and Matt Hardy's stealing their money. It's like everyone on the yeah, show yeah, has yeah. a point. Like even though there's loads of people, and it can be sometimes a bit overwhelming. It's like who are all these people? But they, they have a direction, they have a point of, okay, this person is trying to guide them, like, because they're not doing anything, so they should guide be with Matt Hardy. Yeah, but he's hustling them. That's yeah. what makes it funny. And they're heels as well, so it's not like they're baby faces, it's like they're heels. Like, they're heels, be, they, heels being hustled. Being hustled. Yeah, but yeah, I, definitely agree that, I definitely agree that private party work well with Matt Hardy. Yeah, and you know what's going to happen is that there's going to be a point where the rest of the, the HFO turn on the private party and the private party probably get their babyface moment. It'll be fine. Uh, let's go for the first match of this card: uh, Miro versus Eddie Kingston for the TNT Championship. Elijah, um, like you said, you know when they announced this match, you were like, "Yep, yeah, okay, this gives you an in- inkling that this is going to be a good night." Um, what was your thoughts watching this match? And uh, yeah, what a great opener, in my opinion. What did you think? Yeah, but like look at it wider, yeah. Bring it back to August 2020. Eddie Kingston had just started in AEW. Miro was still in WWE. Like this match was even in the realms of possibility in a different promotion with a championship and with this like kind of gravitas around it. Everything built to it to it in the last couple of weeks has been good. The Miro like arc at the beginning it was terrible. Now it's good. Eddie Kingston has been pretty good throughout. And it's just like, you couldn't have seen that coming 
down the line for the last six months. So in that sense, like respect to them for getting in this position to make me care about this. And then just the match, um, just sit. It was kind of like a New Japan match, actually. It was, yeah, definitely, definitely. It, it, it was. It was like then it was weird because they had Moxley and Kojima afterwards. It was like two New Japan matches back to back. So it, obviously, I'm a big New Japan fan. So for me, starting up a car like this, more, more, more hard hitting stuff, more dudes kicking the shit out of each other, and the idea that you know. Um, Miro's thing is that he's unbeatable, but he has a weakness, and everyone targets the weakness. So it's not like he he cannot be beaten. Is that everyone's going for the neck now, and every match he's got he's got to find find a way to get out of getting his neck crushed. So it's it's clever. Right? So let's see where where it's developed. I really like the ending, Max, when um, uh, Eddie Kingston was trying to drive Miro's head into the to the ring to the turnbuckle, and then the referee stopped it. And I, I what I really liked about this match was. The referee was like booed out the building. Like he was kind of like the villain of the piece, even though he was doing his job and he wasn't, you know, and he didn't pick up on certain things. The referee missed out on the low blow and things like that. But, but like the fact that the fans reacted to the referee that they did, it really added to the match as well, which, you know, it worked. It was great booking. The low blow, Miro kicked him in the head, kicked him in the head again. And um, uh, did, he, did, he, did he do the, um, the, the camel clutch or no? He, did. he didn't tap out to the camel clutch. He didn't tap he out. He put him in it. He put him in the game over, but he didn't tap out. Eddie made it to the ropes. Mm. Okay. Okay. So he just kicked him twice. I think he did, didn't he? After the low blow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he couldn't. Yeah, couldn't. yeah. And then, um, I really love the, the, the refereeing on the show is terrible. Though. This is like this is it was a disgrace. Like that's the only thing that hurt the show. Like, like the so you mentioned the refereeing. So um, I think it's Bryce that was refereeing this match. Him and Eddie Kingston have got like a, a undercover rivalry. This is like the second or third time on AEW that Bryce has basically got something wrong and screwed Eddie out of a win. Right. They, they've done a similar kind of thing with Aubrey and Chris Jericho. Um, right. Even on the show where we saw, you know, Aubrey get it wrong and then had to be corrected by another referee that was ringside. Um, Aubrey's always been getting onto Chris Jericho. So they're, they're letting the referees kind of play into storylines a bit deeper than just, you know, being villains, you know, or the crowd not getting on with them. Okay, interesting. Okay, so that's what's that's what this this is where it's going. So that's where it's leading to eventually. Okay, um, it's like he's going to New York, the New York um, big show. I think it's the twenty second of um, September. That's that might be where Eddie dethrones him. What's the next match, Kojima Moxley? Was that the next match? Yeah. Right. So Kojima, obviously a legend. I know a lot about Kojima, but I didn't, I haven't, I don't follow Kojima. Like, it, does that make sense what I'm going to say next? Like, I, I, don't, I never really followed his career intensely like I did a lot of New Japan talent, especially because Kojima was very much, in my opinion, he was very much an AJPW wrestler than an NJPW wrestler. But that's for another story. That's for, that's for another thing to talk about. But um, it's good to see him at AEW. It's good to see, you know, obviously he was the replacement for a advertised Tanahashi match. So I, I was a bit disappointed that it wasn't Tanahashi, but you know, it was still good to see Kojima mix it up with Moxley. Uh, Wayne, did you enjoy this match between Kojima and Moxley? I loved it, but I, I don't know. It's just the ending for me. The ending just made everything special mm -hmm. of what happened. Um, but what about the match itself? The, ma like, you... no, the match was hard hitting. You know, it was 
And like Elijah was saying, it was like a it's a new Japan match. It's hard hitting. You know they're gonna try their power moves, and you know Mox can take a beat him when he wants to, and could you? You know he he, even though he's really old now, but you know he can still go. He's been wrestling in Impact, and you know doing like shows. You know, you know quite a few places, and you know it was a good match. Very technical. Yeah, I mean, when you're old and and in 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 and you're Japanese wrestling, like you can still you can, you still could go like you know at least yeah. in your you can still go like you're, yeah at least in your forties at least you know what I mean. So, um, Elijah, were you happy to see this uh, conversation between two? Yes, obviously we thought it was going to be Tanahashi at first, but was this a good good enough replacement? Yeah, I mean, I knew it wasn't going to be Tanahashi because they had the their own stadium show in Japan, so it was like yeah, it was obvious that wasn't going to be him. So it was like. Who is it going to be? Obviously, I think you have to manage expectations with these things. And again, when you lay out a card, do you want Tanahashi in an eight-match card like this, like just on a second match on the show? It's like, no, we should use that another point. True. So it was fine. It was basically the same match that he did with um, Nagata of, uh, yeah. a few months ago. Just, Absolutely. Yeah, 10 minutes or whatever it was, um, hard hit in New Japan match. And then the end, to, to be honest, man, like the end is like, I, I popped so hard for it that like, you know, I don't know if, if you've seen like this thing where someone just breaks their laughter, they can't even laugh anymore, or they, they, they go ha so happy that they, they, you've just repeat. Like now I'm like <laughs> completely calm because I can't be happier than I was when I heard that music playing AEW. Like, well, repeat in life. Yeah. It's, uh -huh. That's it. You reached 11 and then, like, that's it. I, I can't do anything more than that. I have to. Minoru Suzuki I... in AW, bro. Hey, Tay's in the building. What's hey. going on, Tay? Hi. Hi. Tay, have you met Elijah before? I don't think I have. Hi. Uh, hi, nice to Elijah, Tay, Tay, Elijah. I sound a bit better today, guys. I apologize for last time. Have you got a microphone now, Tay? I've got a microphone. Well Sounds done, Tay. Well done. This yes. is brilliant. <laughs> um, we were just talking about um, the Yojima and um, Moxley match, and obviously we had a, a, a special surprise afterwards. Mets, can you tell tell us what happened after that match? After Moxley got the one two three, what happened exactly? So, what happened? So like uh, like Elijah said, that that music hit. The Titron came on. The music hit. He kept us waiting a bit, but Minoru Suzuki walked out of that tunnel, and um, yeah, the place went mad. Um, he came down to the ring. Suzuki not one to waste any time it wasn't just a stare down and you know I'll see you somewhere down the line full gear man backs off his jacket and got straight to business <laughs> went to blow went for blow <laughs> I got straight to business with Moxley um in the end um what he hit him with a gotch par driver yeah that's right um yeah and um, you know it, 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 this was a great moment and like Elijah said like this I feel like obviously we had a, a brilliant brilliant moment at the end of the card of course but this was for the most of the pay-per-view. This was actually my highlight of the night. And Elijah, you know what's so funny? I actually thought of you straight away because when he came out, I went straight onto um WhatsApp, right? To see if Elijah's marking out on WhatsApp, right? And I see I see that Elijah didn't write anything. He didn't write anything at all. He left it. So I thought, okay, let me not say nothing in case Elijah might be in bed. He might watch it in the morning, or whatever. So I didn't say nothing, but I was just, I was, I was kind of hoping Elijah and I would have a little back and forth right there and yeah, there. But I didn't see any spoilers or anything. So when it played, I just, like, I was, I was completely gone. Like, I, I, I was watching it on my iPad and I really, like, I really lost the thing. Like, uh, 
Yeah, it just it, it you know these moments, yeah. Like you've got to cherish them. Like you never know when this is gonna stop. Like, like the, 100%. The, the, the sting one earlier last year, rah, rah, like when this thing came out, like just just that time that like, this thing, like bro, there's not many things in life that make you feel that way in it. So when they come, just yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, you gotta got just enjoy it. Bro. I had a very interesting perspective next to me because I had a friend of mine who's like my gym partner. We came back from the gym and we watched AEW last night and he he doesn't know anything about New Japan. He knows he's, he knows a little bit about the independence and he, he, he's a diehard AEW fan, but he doesn't know much about New Japan for wrestling. So he doesn't know who Suzuki is. So when he came out, he was like, oh, who's this done? And I was telling him all about him. But I was like, the first thing I kept saying, I said, wait, wait, hold on one second. I need to hear if they've got the entrance music. That's, I was, that's all I wanted to, I was like, listen, bro, wait, let me just, let me just listen if they've got the okay, they've got the, okay, it's all good. Okay. I can explain who he is now. But yeah, that brilliant. <laughs> like, absolutely brilliant. And this is what you want to see. You kind of want to you when you see dream matches like this, or when you see like corporations like different promotions working together, you want to make sure that they have the right music. You know what I mean? They have these things. Obviously, a lot of these wrestlers coming from WWE ain't gonna have WWE music. We all know that. But at least something similar, or or exactly if you go from New Japan, you have a deal with them. You use their theme songs as well. So this is, you know, I mean, they're doing it with impact as well with Christian Cage and yeah, yeah. Just attention to detail, man. Like yeah, and, exactly, exactly. And, and you know what? Like there's one thing you'll notice in these shows here. Yeah? They all do it. Suzuki did it to Moxley. Moxley did it to Suzuki. They kind of smile. Like for them, they're gassed. Like looking at each other, they're like, oh, this is kind of peak. Isn't it? This is like this is this yeah, is. I've been be waiting for this. And Suzuki um, has Mo- 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 a Oh, What's so that? Yeah, he bowed to Suzuki, yeah. Like, they want to fight, but like, yeah. Think about it. He's been in Japan all this time. Wrestling's an empty crowd, full stadium in in uh, not stadium, but arena in Chicago. He's walking out to the biggest ovation, probably the biggest crowd he's played to in America. He's guest ever. Like when would he? Maybe Madison Square Garden when they did um, the competition. Yeah, Madison Square Garden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even then, he was in the battle role. Yeah. So that might be his biggest North American show on pay per view on the biggest pay per view of AEW's history. The first time it's ever coming out to the right crowd. It wasn't like in whatever Poughkeepsie, New York, or Sydney, or Albuquerque, or Providence, Rhode Island. It was in Chicago. Hmm. Yeah. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful moments, man. One hundred percent. Wrestling is very interesting at this moment. Okay, so after that, great moments. And that was, I would say that was probably the first highlight of the pay per view. Would you guys agree? Like that was the first mark out moment of the pay per view, and there was so many more afterwards. But that was probably that mark up moment number one. Uh, Mets, can you remind me what happened after that match, please? In that um, moment, what? Oh, was it a women's match? It's the fucking cage. cage. The cage match. The cage match. Was the tag match straight after that? Yes. Bro, this match. Oh my god, this match. Hey, did you see this match? The match was amazing. I haven't yeah. seen um, a tag team match like that in so long. I haven't been so gassed watching a match. Just, I felt like I was in the crowd. Like I, my yeah. voice was bouncing off the walls. Like yes, yeah. yes. The match was amazing. This yeah. is what I wish. WWE did with their tag team, like really like developed them. Like their the sequences that they did, the moves that they did, it was phenomenal. It's amazing. Yeah, a, a beautiful story. Um, and I think everybody in this room going into this match, everybody wanted to see Lucha Bros win this. The whole crowd wanted to see Lucha Bros win this. And I had my reservations, 
I mean, I, I was saying, yeah, it should be Lucha Bros. But when you saw that entrance that Lucha Bros made coming down to that ring, we I think we all knew, yeah, this is Lucha Bros time. Max, how important was it for you to see Lucha Bros win the straps in this match? I just think it's been overdue. They've they've been used in AEW since the inception of AEW. But if we're all honest, like they haven't really done anything of major significance. One, because of the pandemic. One, because of visa issues. Um then I remember, yeah, I think there was Visha issues that kind of split the Lucha Bros apart for some period. Um, they came back, obviously, they, Death Triangle was a thing, then Neville wasn't, oh, sorry, Neville, Pac wasn't there. And um, yeah, it's just been stop, start, stop, start, stop, start. And we, we know these lot have talent. They put them in this tournament to qualify for this match. Um, they blazed through the tournament, looked very good in doing it. And um, of course, they they weren't the guys standing tall on dynamite which is obviously another big um you know clue as to who's gonna win on the pay-per-view they had the big entrance on the pay-per-view ray phoenix the minute he man got into the cage and went straight to the top like who does that who starts a cage match going to the top of the cage like just shows you man's intentions he was he's just nuts he's absolutely crazy and then these guys just put on a absolutely phenomenal match and I think it was, I was either double or nothing all out when they first started this promotion and these guys faced off in a ladder match and it was just very, very kind of spot heavy, um, which some people obviously don't like and stuff. But I feel this one, you probably thought you were going to get a bit of the same thing, but shout out to Brandon Cutler as well, please, because this guy's playing a massive role in this whole super elite story. He yes, throws yes. The, 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 the Travis Barker flipping... Um, Jordan ones over the cage, which is that is crazy pressure to do that first time, like he did. By the way, that was a beautiful throw. That was a yeah, Matt, Matt nearly caught it. He nearly caught it. Nearly caught it. Yeah. And then, um, obviously, Matt reveals what it is. Uh, you know, you just think it's another one of his sneaker collections. He shows all the tacks in the bottom. Um, and then a match which I say, you know, looks like it could have been easily a spot fest, developed into something really nasty and dark, basically. Um, they still went on and told you know great story from there. Still great spots throughout the match. Um, Ray Phoenix jumping from the top of the cage, you know, onto them man at the bottom. Um, I can't even remember all of it. I was losing my and mind. They did their finisher one, two, three. You know what was really beautiful about this moment as well. And I'm not, I am not saying like other wrestlers. Like I don't know what it is because especially with me, like I just noticed a lot of like. You look at wrestling, right? And you see people that might not live in a certain country, right? So it might because obviously these Mexican this Mexican wrestling is huge in Mexico, you know what I mean? So certain Mexican wrestlers could come to America and it's just as easy as a paycheck for them. I'm not saying a lot of them do that, but no, I think the ones that was very passionate were like the Eddies and the Rays. But a lot of them other luchadors, you know, who may have some passion, but some of them are just like, oh, this is just another working thing. I can always go back to Mexico and do my thing and become a star there. You know what I mean? But it just like, it just feels to me that it just meant so much to Ray and, and Penta. It meant so much to them. Like they are happy in AEW. This is their wrestling home. And like winning these titles meant everything to them. And you just see it. You see in the passion in that match and how emotional they got towards the end, um, especially at the end of the match. Uh, Elijah, where do you rank this match? in Young Bucks' best matches ever. And this is a tag team. This is a tag team that doesn't have nothing less than a four or five star match. Like, I don't give a, I don't care what anybody says. The Young Bucks never does, they never have a shit match. 
Um, where do you rank this match? Because for me, this is one of the best tag team matches I have ever seen in my life, and that is saying a lot. Yeah, I think I think it's their best match. Um, um, I think so too. I think I think I think it is. The um, the the stair, stairs the ladder match was in uh, all out twenty nineteen. Yeah, and that really, that was a good well, it was a good match. It was just more risky spots. Whereas this one was like you know going for the masks and you know jumping off each other like doing moves at the same time. The kicks like the, there was a bit where they were circling and doing the kicks. And you're wondering how it's going to end. So they did one kick, all the way around. And you're wondering how it's going to like end in a circle. One interesting thing is, are Nike going to come for AEW after that? Like that is, so. a, that is a brave move to... Oh, you mean come in a negative one? Yeah, 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 yeah. If Domino's Pizza were mad about the pizza car, yeah. like yeah. that was a, like that was bold. Like they just done it on a black shoe. They didn't need to put it on the, the Nike. Because, like, if you're a sponsor... That's true. That's, that's mad. Like, yeah, anyway. Like, this is from, yeah, from branding guy. Doesn't look yeah. good. But... <laughs> Can I ask a question? Yeah, it's from... Is this the best cage match you have ever seen? Just a cage no. match? No. 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 No, 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 no. No, no, no. Not because I don't think it's... Obviously, it's, I think it's one of the best tag matches I've ever seen or this kind of match. Mm. But I think when it's... I can't judge... Singles matches against tag matches, it's just Fair it's enough. just different. It's different, different craft. I just think yeah, no, not not as a cage. It was it was a very entertaining match, but as a cage match, as in within using that gimmick as a steel cage. No, I mean first thing that comes to my head, and it will, in my opinion, will always be the greatest cage match of all time: Brett versus Owen, SummerSlam '94. Blood like that is just a beautiful work of art. But and then you got Kurt Angle Benoit two thousand and one Monday Night Raw like Austin on commentary as well. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So like these are the things that come straight to my head. Like, but but this match as a tag match definitely one of the best tag matches I have ever seen. Incredible. Um, Wayne, the Lucha Bros are now the tag team champions. Where does the Young Bucks go from here? Who do they face now? And who does the Lucha Bros face now? Mm. That's very interesting. Um, I think the Lucha Bros will face uh, the Jurassic Express. Okay. And I think the Young Bucks will have a feud with... Who's the elite hunter? Frankie Kazarian. That's the one. Frankie Kazarian and someone else. Maybe Christian Cage. Maybe Christian. Mm. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, this, 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 uh, uh you know, hashtag, what hashtag Wayne, Wayne booking, like, we've got a joke in our WhatsApp about uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wayne, Wayne's booking is like epic. Like, we, we basically do little predictions in our WhatsApp group, Tay, like, and Wayne's predictions are like, wow. I'll say something like, oh, I, don't know. I think Moxley, Moxley's gonna win by like a rear naked choke and the paradigm shit. And Wayne's like, I think Okada's gonna come out and drop kick it. One thing I need to mention as well about the end of this match, that moment when Penta got really, really emotional after he hugged his brother and after they were like embracing each other. And he like, they, I, you can just see the production team and the referees running to them saying, listen, you gotta go, you gotta go. We need to keep going with the show. 
But Penta was like, no, no, I want my kids to come out. And he embraced his children. When he embraced his daughters, uh, I have to admit, I got I got emotional seeing that. That was lovely. So, yeah, man, big up to did Lucha you, Bros. Did you hear man. what the daughter said? What'd she say? Like, she hugged him. I think she said, I love you, daddy. And then she said, like, get off me. Because he had he, he was hugging her, there was blood all over him, and he put when he got off her, there was blood all over her. No, no, yeah. So what happened was, yeah, she got yeah, she hugged she hugged his, her dad, and she started cry, she was about to because her dad was yeah. crying, right? So mm. she started crying too. She's like, oh, "I love you, daddy." And then when the when she felt the blood in her face, she's like, "Don't oh, get off me." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. There was blood all over the belt. His tag title, his one, had blood all over it. But this what it shows that these guys are students, man. Like. They're not, they're not just your students of Ring of Honor wrestling and they grew up on Ring of Honor wrestling and they're like, or, or they're fans of Impact wrestling or they're fans of this modern day New Japan wrestling. They're students of like NWA as well. You know what I mean? They're students of all Japan. They're, they're students of like AWA. They're like the proper analyze, especially like the Revival and Young Bucks. When I see them wrestle, I can tell, okay, they've taken it from this. They're taking that from that. It's their proper students of like old school wrestling and that's what i love to see and that's why you see the lucha bros in a mess that they were last night but yeah big up that was a, that obviously the best match of the card i don't care if anybody says it is nobody's gonna argue with that that's the best match of the card um next up Britt baker versus um stan stan lander is that a name what's that name again next uh, next was the next was the women's the the rumble thing the rumble was before Britt baker no it wasn't the rumble wasn't. followed the cage match I think Britt Baker was before the women's match. I swear. It might have been. No, no, you have fired. It's the fight. It was about. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Oh, so we actually Britt Baker was before the cage match. That's we should have talked about that first. Oh, okay. That's okay. No problem. Uh, let's talk about Britt Baker retaining her title. Tay, your woman. We do this all the time. It's a joke. It's a joke that we do. Um, Tay, what did you think? Uh, first and foremost, are you a fan of Britt Baker? Do you know, obviously, you know, I don't really watch AEW that much. I yeah. will be getting into it now. Um, yeah. So yesterday was probably maybe like the fourth AEW TV I've watched. Um, I've heard about her before, obviously. Um, and I think that that match was pretty good. I have never heard of um, Chris Stanley. But she yeah. was really good. I actually really quite like her. Um, they had quite a good match. I really think Britt Baker, like, she deserves to be the champion from what I saw. Um, and I'm glad she retained it because during the match, I was actually quite rooting for her. I don't know what her storyline is, so you can jump in and be like, this is terrible. Um, but I'm glad she retained it, and I'm looking forward to see her fight the winner of the Battle Royal, which we will talk about soon. Um, she does a lot of homages to her boyfriend, quite regularly on uh, her, you know, regular wrestling routine and on Dynamite and on a Rampage. A lot of, like, she does do pay a lot of homage to Adam Cole, but she has never done the Panama Sunrise. If, if I'm, if I stand corrected. Pittsburgh Sunrise on that match. Oh, sorry, Pittsburgh. the Pittsburgh <laughs> Sunrise. But am I right in thinking that was the first time she's done that? Um, yes, I'm that's the first time because obviously there was the rumours that Adam Cole is now a free agent and we don't know. And obviously been dying about a few weeks ago, she was teasing that the whole free agent thing, even though she meant herself. Um, I'm glad she retained. She, in my opinion, she's definitely AEW Charlotte. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I don't mean as in she's AEW Charlotte 
and she doesn't make anybody else look good like Charlotte does. I mean, as in like she she wrestles, she's a star, she's great on the mic. I think you know when she finally won the AEW title, it was well deserved. It was a long time coming, and she's it is showing that she's the right person to be on the top of the mountain right now. Um, what's your guys' thoughts on that match with Chris Standler? Are you a fan of Chris Standler? What do you guys think? Whoever wants to talk, go ahead. Um, I think she's good. I, I do think she's very, very good. She, she seems to have got better since she's just come back from injury recently. Um, definitely more like fitter, like her uh, and stuff. I, I just, I don't know if the alien thing is going to work for her in a promotion where they don't treat their fans like idiots. So <laughs> I, I, I just I, I like people are into her definitely, but um, could she be the women's champion with this with this gimmick? Maybe, but I'm not, I'm not sure. But like in terms of ability, she she's got it definitely. She's got it. Um, sold the Pittsburgh you know Sunrise really well and stuff. Um, but yeah, I I just think Brit is massive. Like even when you know they they put AEW together. Brit was the biggest star in terms of women that they brought in at that time. And it's like, she was still kind of a nobody at that stage. Mm. And, but now you can see she's kind of stepped into her own and um, they've clearly got a lot of stock in her. She's doing a good job. Anybody else want to talk about Statlander or should we move on? Let's move. Let's move on. Let's talk about the 21 Women Casino Battle Royale. Um, this is uh, the, you know, where they do the Battle Royale with the in the, in the theme of the card suits, like in the casino, and uh, they have how many people coming at one time? Like four, I four, four, four women at a time, uh, every two minutes. Um, this was a very fun, uh, entertaining battle royal. My only thing with the women's division AEW, not enough standouts for me. There's a lot of women that look very similar. It's a lot of women that I can't tell the difference between who is who. You know what I mean? I mean, with WWE, they're really good at having like characters and really good at like you could tell Alexa Bliss from a Carmella or a, or a, or a, a Naomi from a you know Bianca Bella. You could tell the differences between these women. Where I think a lot, of, I saw a lot of blonde women in this battle royale. I'm like, who the hell are these people? I don't know. You know what I mean? But 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 that being but, said, but this, I think that's because WWE give them with more hours of programming, we get more yeah. women segments. You get more time to know these people and. For sure. you know, it's just, that being said very fun match to watch i'm happy for tay conte who's looked like she's improving every day she looks like she's very happy in AEW. she's doing a thing that's my girl i'm ha very happy for her um jade cargill got a great pop from the chicago crowd which i didn't think she would which was good to see um but yeah guys let's talk about this match uh we got a special guest that came in a special guest a new debut appearance uh, everybody's speculating kind of knew it was going to be her ruby riot has finally arrived at aew she's all elite under the name now as ruby soho um was it the right decision for her to debut straight away and get the number one contendership shot yeah if you're gonna if you're gonna debut in the battle royale you yeah. have to win like it doesn't make sense otherwise the other people that have debuted in the battle roles and then not one, Ethan Page, Leo Rush. Uh, Leo Rush. Yeah, there's been moments like that and it's just like, oh, well, then what? You're kind of like, just floating. It didn't really make sense. And um, I read this thing where it said that, she said that was the first time she ever heard people trying her name. 
So for her, that's, that's like crazy. gas. Like imagine. Yeah, and you can and you can see you can see that as well. When she came out, she couldn't hide the the emotion and she was smiling from ear to ear so it's a real thing isn't it like it's a real thing like it's just that's what's interesting about watching the show is that you're seeing like honest reactions all the time like you're seeing like you saw it come a couple weeks ago seeing it now with like um, adam cole danny bryan like they they're doing things off the cuff because they're like oh i can't do that i can just jump into the crowd or i can you know spot this person or i can react or someone says something stupid i can reply and it not be like overly uh, choreograph not even just the script the script is one thing but it's like the choreography of like the wwe show like you have to be in the camera in the right place and it's going to come down and it's going to say boss time and you know I mean? it's like you can't do anything off the cuff even in your entrance or just your being yeah. so when you see in those emotional moments it, and then capturing it well as a television production you have to rate them because you can't you can't predict that is everybody here? Is everybody happy that Ruby Riot is now all elite? Uh, Taylor, let's go with you first. Are you uh, were you a fan of Ruby Riot in her WWE tenure, and are you uh, excited to see what happens in her future in all elite wrestling? Yeah, I mean, I was a fan of hers from the beginning because she came in with something slightly different. Hmm. She didn't come in as the, the kind of diva look, and I'm I'm always interested when someone comes in with a, with a different look, with a different attitude, and a slightly different wrestling style as well. I think she was massively underrated in WWE. I think they looked over her, overlooked her um, quite a lot, even when she kind of went back into the tag team um, and they were doing really good work. And then obviously she got let go. Even in that, when she was in the tag team, they were overlooked. Like, I just feel like they, they were stupid. <laughs> and I'm glad that she's at AEW and I think that she can do well here. I think they'll let her be who she is and not try and fit her into the mold that they wanted her to be. Just let her be her. One thing I noticed as well, and I noticed it throughout the whole pay-per-view, not just the women's match, um, is like all eyes are on AEW, man. And when I say all eyes are on AEW, like I was, I was, <laughs> I started like looking at wrestlers tweets as certain things happened you know when suzuki showed up and i don't know what nakamura said and for some reason you can't you know how normally you can translate tweets in it for some reason i couldn't translate what he said but he was definitely dedicated to suzuki because of the comments afterwards a lot of people say suzuki san and da, 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 da. so it, whatever he said was like maybe you know he's very happy to see suzuki and all elite wrestling when ruby riot debuted i saw sasha i was it sasha banks or was it fear trinidad i think it might be zelina vega that, that did um orange love hearts that's delegated to ruby riot and and uh, obviously for riot squad and um Liv Morgan said, I love you, Ruby Right. She just said it straight up. Liv Morgan didn't even do no like subtle hints to AEW. She just went straight up. I'm proud of you, uh, Ruby Right, uh, Ruby Riot. I love you. Like it was just good to see like the wrestling world watching like AEW is like the number one show now. Do you get what I mean? Everybody just watching it. It's the must, it's a must-watch show, and it's just great to see that. And I'm the glad only, that the w people sorry, the only people that cuss about this stuff is fans. Like these lot, it's it's like you know a man that works in JD cussing a man that works in Foot Locker. Like yeah, it don't make yeah. sense. We're all just yeah. here trying to go to work. You get me? And like, make a living if, and be happy. If, if, if and my be happy. Is down, I need to come over there. It's it's you know they're all friends. They've all worked with each other. At, you know, some point in their careers, it's the fans that are driving themselves crazy over what company is more superior, this, that, and the other. Like these men, they rate each other. Yeah, most but I do think some of it came from where. 
they previously spoke about other promotions in a good light and then they were like disciplined, <laughs> not AFC. So I think now it's like, can you really discipline someone for bigging up someone that you let go, got, that's gone to another promotion, they're probably gonna do well. Do you know what I mean? You're just trying to, you know, cheer for your colleagues basically. Can you really, as a boss, then discipline someone? It's like, how dare you tell her congratulations? Like, yeah. it's, it's stupid, isn't it? You can't yeah. do that in like nowadays because they will get onto WWE for doing that. Yeah, for sure. I think that's what Carl Anderson was trying to say about the whole Daphne situation, but he got a lot of stick for that. Um, you know, when Daphne, because obviously Daphne took her own life, and then then WWE, then WWE yeah. put out this whole. If anybody wants to. If everybody needs to have any, you know, seek help or talk to a guidance about, you know, if and then Car- I think Carl Anderson's like, excuse me, like what? And then people were like, how dare you? Anyway, just add one thing, and it's a bit of a hot take. This um, casino battle royal stuff, I, I honestly think it's a bit trash. Like, in terms of the winner doesn't ever go on to actually win the prize. Like Ruby Riot is going to face Britt Baker in the, at the New York show in two or three weeks. She's not going to win. Like Britt Baker's and she no. has every why chance. Not? Yeah, why not? Why not? No, she has every chance. But I mean, like Britt Baker, especially is like the golden girl. Like I just feel like putting them in these positions, especially people that can easily go on to be a champion. Mm-hmm. Like when, let's say for instance, when Brian Cage won that ladder match or whatever and then went on to face Moxley like a week or two later and didn't win, like you were saying earlier, if they, if they, if you know, if there's no kind of continuity there, you put people that are credible into those positions, it's, um, it just kind of, you know, ruins the whole thing. When Jungle Boy won the Battle Royal, I think a couple months ago and went on to face Kenny Omega, we all knew, cool, this is just going to be a great showcase, a great match, but Jungle Boy is not going to win the world title. And that, I think that's just the caliber of, um, people that should be winning these not people that are actually ready unless the the champion is gonna drop the title and then just from like a production point of view i just feel like four people running out at one time and then they're focusing on that and then people are getting eliminated and no one knows who's been eliminated like it's just a bit messy battle royals are terrible they're all bad they're all (laughs) bad there's the worst thing that is like in it doesn't make any sense like they have matches every week to have a ranking but then the pay-per-view comes and we're going to just disregard all the rankings and just, just like, someone I'll throw you over the top rope which is not wrestling like it's not killing someone it makes yeah. no sense like, I, hate, I hate them I always hate them like, I like the Royal Rumble because of just the, the structure of the match and you know the destination but generally like the, like, the battle royal for a shot like this is bollocks yeah, no, fair enough. And it's, it's very, that's a very good take as well, Max, what you said. That's a good point. I think maybe sometimes it just it's probably just to help highlight someone to stand out a bit and become a bit of a star, not straight away a champion. I hear but, that. Uh, so that's what I thought I know someone what like Ty Conti could have done with a win. Had a mm. good match with Britt Baker, not win. Yeah. Ruby, yeah. Ruby Soho. But Ruby might win. win. The, th- the thing is, Ruby might win and she might lose on a rematch. That They might they actually might do that. You never know. They're gonna have to pull the trigger on that at some point. They, like, it can't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, the booking is predictable by entertaining, but they're gonna have to be like, oh, right, she actually won. Like, yeah. there's gonna be a time when it happens. They haven't done it. In any title change, really. Yeah. So there's gonna be a day where, like, randomly, okay, whatever. Ruby Soto's facing Brick Baker on Dynamite. Cool. Like, just put it over the win, and it's like second match on the show, and she actually wins. You're like, oh shit! Like, I should. You know, like, the other day, I think it was on Wednesday. 
they had like a finish in the picture in picture. Yeah, <laughs> Orange Cassidy's match. <laughs> yeah, so Orange Cassidy's match, he won during the advert, and that's like the first time it's happened to yeah. prove that that can happen. The same way they do countouts and draws, some well, they've only done it a couple of times, but you've got to do it so you know it can happen. Otherwise, you know that oh, Darby's not going to count it out in like, like yeah. no one's been counted out before. But it's got someone's got to do it. I thought, right, they're going to do countout like this, but yeah. That that can't that, that won't work all the time though. Not all the time. That's what I'm saying. It's, it, everything everything has to be used fairly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, next up, uh, MJF versus Chris Jericho. Uh, stipulation is if Chris Jericho loses, this he will have to retire from all elite wrestling. Uh, I really really enjoyed the MJF parody of the Chris Jericho Millennium Countdown. Uh, I felt the graphics of that was spot on, very similar to the WWE version. Even the sound effect, even the sound of the clock going down was great. Even the, the pyro was exactly the same, like how Jericho had it. And then obviously MJF's theme hit. Um, a very good touch, very, very smart. I didn't like Jericho's entrance. I felt um, the fuzzy band member didn't read the email or something. I don't know. He, he didn't. He didn't yeah, it was fuzzy, not fuzzy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, he, he was, was well rushed. He was he was moving too fast. It, like, the, the crowd couldn't sing along, but it is what it is. Um, it was a good attempt. I see what they were trying to do. But uh, what did you guys think of this match, Max? Oh, actually, let's go to Wayne. Actually, Wayne, what did you think of this match, Wayne? Um, MJF. So, um, I've been liking the build up. You know, he's Jericho's been having the trials. Um, I'm not trying to face MJF and. He had this one last match. And yeah, I think I thought it was a really good match. You know, some like, good spots and the finish as well was really interesting. I didn't expect the finish like that for this match. Oh, losing to the walls of Jericho. Very yeah, good time. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, li- I like that as well. Uh, Tay, I know you don't watch AEW much, but um, do you know much about MJF's work? And um, what did you think of this match? So I don't know too much about MJF. I envision him to be like a shmarmy kind of like a Miz like character, just slimy. Mm. Um, so I, mm. I really enjoyed this match. It just looked quite fun. <laughs> it looked really fun. Obviously, Joko had to win. He's not going anywhere. Um, but I liked how they I liked how they did it. I like that he like finally just grabbed onto the bottom rope and then you're like, okay, how else is it gonna win? Yeah, I just I, I think I think Elijah takes exception to what you said. Elijah, can you please get some things off your chest, please? I, I have to take exception to MJF being compared to the Miz. <laughs> I'm just going by what I saw yesterday. Like I said, I don't watch. I haven't watched AEW much. That's, he just looks like a slimy character. Yeah, you're right about the slimy character part, but um, the Miz part, not so much. Oh, I'm but sorry, Elijah. I'll, I'll watch more. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll do a better comparison next time. All right, I'm, I'm going to send you some some MJF afterwards. Um, yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, uh, Max, Max, did you did you have any um I mean did you have any doubt in your mind this is gonna be Jericho's last match? I don't think you did, but like you know, we, yeah, you know, we saw obviously we all knew that Jericho's gonna retain, right? Oh, yeah, well, we, stay, we not retain, but stay stay in the stay wrestling. We we said during the week that Jericho's yeah. definitely winding down, but this ain't the way that it was gonna be, you know, curtains for him, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And um yeah. Jer- Jericho's Jericho's good. He's interesting and stuff like that. Um, I'm I'm not too into the matches, especially these matches with MJF. 
um, especially because we got this match on Dynamite and just a matter of weeks ago as well. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it it did what it needed to do. MJF still, you know, it looked looked good in in defeat. Um, nearly escaped with a win, but obviously they restarted the match and that. Um, yeah, I think everyone was just kind of happy with the ending that called Jericho's still about, but we don't want to see these two together for a while. I mean, it was good. Please, never again. It was good. This is the worst match on the show. This is the worst match on the show. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, it it made no sense. Like, well, it wasn't wasn't worse than Paul White's match. Yeah, it was. Of course it was. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Like, think about it, yeah? If you're going to do the Jericho, you can't cry wolf on a Jericho retirement. Like, he's the only person that is still wrestling from Attitude Era to now, yeah? At the same, at the high level. So don't cry wolf on your career being on the line if you're not going to, like, if it's not going to be a major part of the card or you're not going to pull the trigger. Like, and then to do the false finish with the extra ref, like, they don't do that in any other match. Yeah. And there's bare, there's bare bullshit finishes in AEW. So to do it on that one, it's like, You've kind of you kind of fucked us here, like because you never do that in any other match. If they did that in a match like two weeks ago that had no significance, just a normal match, then you'd be like, oh, okay, they would do that when the referee is standing by, and it would make sense. But they didn't do that. They can't. You can't come up with a finish like that if you haven't done something that plays into it. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. if they done, if they could have done that on one of the labels, if they did that on like the Hooten to Guerrero match, and. That was one of the spots that they did. And then they'd be like, okay, that was a callback to something that happened like three weeks ago. But they didn't do that. And to get, like, what was the point then? It was like, we did Blood and Guts, cool, did Stadium Stampede, now it's 1 1. He beats him. And then he, he calls himself, oh, like, let me do the career match. It's like, that's not a babyface thing to do. That's a stupid thing to do. Yeah. If MJF said, oh, yeah, your career should be on the line if you want to face me again, then fair enough. But he called it himself and then kind of, yeah, did the false finish. And then everyone's, oh, and then people thinking they got bumped. Then he turned it around and then he won. You're like, oh. It's, uh, it's, the, it's the WWE. Jericho, yeah. Jericho. That's what it yeah, is. Yeah, it's just overcooked. It's overcooked. No, just fair enough. Fair wait enough. to play that card until we do the first AEW in Canada. MJF says, you want me one more time? I'm going to bury you in your own backyard like, and make it purposeful, not just because it's a pay-per-view and it's all out. They could have done two different matches or do something completely different. They had the whole inner circle in the, the stupid gear, back of gear, and the rest of the pinnacle not doing anything on the show. Like, what's... Yeah, I just feel like this was unnecessary and, like, just disappointing. You know what I'm saying? I love yeah, the no. two different takes on it because I haven't watched AEW before and I was like, oh, this is quite fun. And you were like, this is shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, Elijah, Elijah, you, you raised very, very good points there. Very good points. Inconsistent booking. Yeah, not logically thought out. That's Yeah, you raised some very good points there that, that I didn't even think of. So thank you for that. Um, moving on. I was going to ask a question. Actually, I'll, I'll ask this question. Uh, in a circle. Are we over it now? We, we need now? something to stick together, right? Yeah. Like, we don't want to see breakups in it, like, or just things for no reason. Mm. 
it's good. I mean, to, it was good to yeah. see them. It was good to see them come out and embrace Jericho at the end and and sing along to his song at the end and hug him up. But I just feel like with all this new, this you know, this plethora of new talent just coming in, like I could see certain talents getting fall by the wayside, and I could see it. Being unfortunately, I can be, see it being some members of the inner circle and some members of Pinnacle. I can see them are the ones that might suffer from all this new talent that's coming in. But then, on the flip side, I hear what you're saying. On the flip side, factions is then what's best to keep them together. So at very least true, they get an airtime together, sort of thing. Like I think this is probably one of the first times in maybe a month or two that we've seen the inner circle together. Like, obviously, they're still in a circle. They're off doing their separate bits and bobs. But um, I think as long as they can, you know, still come together for certain things, then I think that's that's fine. They, they don't need to be kind of closely knit, like the super elite right now are closely knit. Um, no, so, yeah. fair enough. Yeah, good shout. Next up, after seven long years, CM Punk returns into in-ring action, challenges Darby Allen, the young upstart in kid who's amazing at the uh, he's killing it at the moment with, with uh, AEW wrestling bright star um and these two went at it last night just a singles match no hardcore match no Darby Allen crazy rules match uh this was a fun match I really enjoyed this match it's very much lots of references in my opinion to the Bret Hart one two three kid match uh a lot of the booking was definitely that uh, Bret Hart, uh Punk being a massive fan of Bret Hart as well I could definitely see him taking loads from that uh Bret Punk uh Brett, one, two, three kid match back in 93. Um, but yeah, this was really good. It was good to see Punk back in the ring. I don't think he lost a step, to be honest. He didn't look rusty at all. Um, and it was booked clever, where obviously his years of being at the ring, of course, W. Allen would be a bit more sharper than him. Um, Max, what did you think of this match between Allen and CM Punk? I thought it was good. Um, I've seen that Brett um, one, two, three kid match a couple of times, and there was at least three spots that they did identical from, from yeah. that match yeah for sure um so yeah that that was a nice kind of throwback um punk i think he did what punk has said he's come here to do he let darby allen wrestle he was in the ascendancy for a lot of it let him get all his kind of stuff in um the highlight of the the match for myself was the coffin drop where he just sat up like the undertaker and um, milked it sort of thing like you know i'm smarter than this guy um yeah, it, it was it was just a really good match. Even the whole thing of the Sting, you know, Sting leaving Derby to go to to war on himself and then coming out at the end. Apparently, Sting shaking CM Punk's hand and all of that at the end was completely off the cuff. Like they just did that in the ring. It was never. I could happen. tell by by Punk's reaction. I can tell. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, tell. I I think CM Punk looked a bit gassed by the end of it. He looked a bit out of breath, but. You know, it's not a criticism. He he would be if this is you know his first kind of high level match, um, for seven years. Um, yeah, it's it's just going to be very interesting to see where they where they go from here. But um, maybe you know he, he moves on straight away. The Derby chapter's probably done. Tell you, I don't think you've seen much of Derby Allen before. So to see uh, him for the first time yesterday against CM Punk, seeing the kind of bumps and crazy stunts that Derby Allen does. Um, what do you think of him? I'd be interested to see more. Like, I think like he's just like one of those, you know, one of those wrestlers that are just gonna be separate to everyone else. Like he's just not gonna fit in. He's, he's not necessarily gonna fit into every storyline that they do, but he will make it kind of work with him. Kind of like a, a Bray Wyatt kind of thing. Like he, was, he's not was... the original. 
Sorry, go on, I, was, I was literally going to say, Tay, give us another WWE comparison that's going to make a live <laughs> angry. You know, <laughs> 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 Elijah is just like, listen, who the fuck is this girl? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, the leaving the, leave the seat is my gimmick. It's fine. I do it to these men all the time. Elijah does <laughs> it all the time. Don't worry. It's not just you, Tay. Don't worry about it. Yeah, um, to be honest, I haven't I haven't seen a Darby Allen match before. It's like a mixture between yeah. Jeff Hardy. If Jeff Hardy and Cactus Jack got married, why and had a <laughs> and, and had a child, that's that's Darby Allen. Jeff Hardy and Cactus Jack. Nah, okay, but with RVD, like RVD is their uncle. Right, okay, it's more making a little bit. Right. Little bit he can wrestle, like, is like, there's wrestling happening, yeah, 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 but he's a bit crazy, yeah, he's crazy, like, like yeah. that stunt he took yesterday when Punk threw him against the turnbuckle and the man went, man went flying back into the ring, the steel post, the steel post, yeah, I was yeah. like, what, the, what, so this guy's gonna kill himself, man, to go to sleep where he fell out of the ring, outside the ring, yeah, took that right in his face, yeah, yeah, he, he, does, he does spots regular on that. Again, like I mean, Ray Phoenix is like this as well. Like, I talk about it all the time. Like, you, you think you've seen everything, and then they just do something you've never seen. You're like, oh, I've just never seen that before. Like, yeah, yeah. And it's like not even like a major part in the match. You're like, oh, cool. Like someone I, has anyone taken a boat to sleep and fallen out the ring like that before? Uh, yes. Who who's taken that? Like? I'm trying to think who it was because I definitely remember Punk doing a go to sleep mm-hmm. and a guy. Rolled out and Punk tried to grab him to pin him. To grab him like, okay, yeah, no, but okay, but do he Punk felt, I mean, Darby felt through the ropes. Yeah, 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 that's hard to do, man. I don't even know how. Like, I feel yeah. like I feel like that would have been the spot too. I think it would have been through the ropes as well. I'm trying to think who it was. It was like definitely like just before Punk left yeah, the company. Okay. Like this is that like world champion Punk, like okay. after the pipe bomb Punk. Dina, then. It might have been Cena. It might have been a. It might have been Ambrose or Seth. No, it wouldn't have been there because they were the Shield. They would have been heels then. So it would have been someone like I don't know who though. It might have been right. Cena. Actually. It might have been Cena. Okay. okay. Um. Yeah. What so. What do you think? A punk. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. Good. Um. <laughs> what? 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 You you're not rating. You're not rating or what? I am writing it. It was good. It was good. It was good. It was really good. Uh, I felt I, I felt he did the right thing. He did the right thing to you make it all about Darby Allen. You make it about Allen shining and Allen wrestling prowess. Um, Allen, Allen was you know Allen was running the show, which was, obviously Punk was really running the show. But you know what I mean in terms of the booking, Allen was running the show, and I think that's how that's how they should have booked it. Good references to Brett and One Two Three Kid. Good to see Punk back into wrestling and join it again. I would have liked to see a bit more of Ring of Honor Punk, but hopefully that is what we're going to get eventually. What I mean by that is certain moves he hasn't pulled out since he went to WWE that he can now do in AEW. Like the Pepsi the Pepsi plunge, for instance. Yeah, like, yeah. I want to see stuff, especially with Darby. I, I actually he, he, thought, said, he said he stopped doing that though because it was messing him up, his body. Right, and that makes sense. Because I thought if anyone's going to take the Pepsi plunge, it would definitely be Darby Allen. You get what I mean? So I thought maybe he's going to do that, but but yeah, no, it was really good to see Punk back in the ring. Um, I'm just, I, I would like, I want him to see Kenta though. I want to see Kenta Punk. I'm sorry, I just want to see yeah. it. I want to yeah. see it. 
I didn't see Kenta Punk. Did you see what Kenta tweeted last night? The punk. <laughs> fuck you, punk. <laughs> Kenta took the fuck off. <laughs> hey, I love Kenta, you know. I love him. I want. I want to see Kenta Punk, and maybe a Kenta Brian rematch in twenty twenty one. That would be that would be crazy. But yeah. I, I don't know if that's ever gonna happen. I don't know what's going on with the Forbidden Door now. It's like it's a bit random who who comes in and who goes out. It's like once you've come in, I don't think you like to come back out. Like once you've gone in and you've gone again. I don't think he can come back in again. I don't know. It's like no. Nah, Moxie's the boogeyman, isn't it? He puts people back. He's the person on the other side of the door. So it's like no, oh, that's true. Go through Moxley first, and then, then that's true. Then, so. But yeah, no, good stuff. Good stuff. Um, let's talk about Paul White and QT Marshall. Okay, can I just say I didn't. This didn't make any sense to me. This didn't make any sense to me. None of this made sense because especially what happened at was it Rampage or Dynamite when Billy Gunn and his sons turned on Big Show. And they were nowhere to be seen. So random, right? They random. weren't even part of this thing. I thought QT Marshall was probably gonna win because I thought he had like a trick up his like an ace up his sleeve, aka Strowman. That's what I was thought. I thought that's what they were gonna do. I thought, oh, maybe QT Marshall is gonna bring Strowman in and he'll take out Big Show. But no, Big Show won. Who wants to see Big Show? Why is Big Show in all elite wrestling? This is one thing I don't understand. It's like question. I didn't know Big Show or Paul White was actually wrestling. I thought he was just there to present. That's what I thought at first, and then it looked like he looked like he, he... Has, a, he has he his contract. His initial contract was to do wrestling and presenting and stuff like that. So he's so he has a contract. He would do like one-off matches here and there. So did they put that on because they knew people would be watching for CM Punk? Like, is it was it a match to just like help I mean, to to stay there? I don't, I, I don't know. This at best, for in my opinion, is like a dark, dark elevation main event. This shouldn't even be on Dynamite or Rampage. And I think they put it where it was to just yeah, use where, where it was made sense because of the main event. You need, you need a little break from the high of watching CM Punk. Yeah, you need yeah. to calm down a bit. Watch a little bit of a dead match, and then you get your get your hopes high again when the things happen. But no, so it was about the way it was. I just don't want to see Big Show at all. Any, I don't want to see him wrestle. Like not not. That's a wrestling. That's a pro wrestling crowd. Yeah. Like he was getting you should retire chance in WWE for like ten years now. For ten years now, you're gonna get worse if you if if he's seen consistently in a regular basis. Wrestling. Nah, it's not gonna be like that, man. It's not gonna be like that. It's fine. Like even again, another smile at the end of his match. He's like, "Look, I came in here to give you three minutes. See, I'm not trying to interrupt your night. I'm trying to fuck up your vibe. You'll get to the main event, yeah. I just chuck down these geeks, and you can go to the toilet, come back. You know, you're gonna see the whole main event. Like that's his job. Yeah. Like, yeah, that that's was fine. Job. And if I was there as a fan, that's what what wrestling for whatever thirty years or something. And when I report back to my friends, I go, oh, who do you see at this wrestling show? You went to? Oh, I, saw, I saw Sting, I saw Jericho, I saw Big Show, I saw Danny Bryan, I saw CM Punk. That's what people will say. They don't say, oh, I saw that uh, Kenny Omega and uh, so, 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 like, Kojima. Like, the, people don't know what the hell's going on. But for some people that are coming into this thing, that helps them pad out the show. Like, it helps them, like, oh, okay, I recognize this guy. Like, who the fuck's QT Marshall? It's like, Oh, he gets smashed up. Okay, it's good to see a chokeslam. Like, and it makes the show kind of easier to watch. Even though, you, yeah, you could deal without it. This is us that's, that watches the stuff all the time. But yeah. if you if you had five brethren around and they hadn't ever seen AEW, they'd be like, oh, man, it's fine. 
familiarity. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. And it wasn't, it wasn't, it didn't go on for 17 minutes. It wasn't like a, it wasn't a clinic here by Paul White. It wasn't. Yeah. Like, it was just. He, prob- he probably heat. gets about two to three matches a year. The highlight of his AEW in ring career will probably be V match against Shaq whenever yeah. they pull the trigger on that. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and it'll be on dynamite. It'll be yeah. like this is yeah. the thing. It doesn't it doesn't interrupt your time. There'll be a rating wow. spike for sure. Be a rating spike for sure. Exactly. Okay. All right. And let's talk about the main event. Mets, would you please do the honors and run down how the main event went on, please? Yeah, so again, at this point, I was flagging. I was tired. Um, But yeah, Kenny Omega versus Christian. I mean, a lot of the same kind of stuff that we saw in their match a couple of weeks ago on Rampage for the the Impact Championship. (laughs) I don't know why I like just just change colour. Yeah, um, I I, I personally don't think like um, there was a lot um, in this match different from that rampage match i did like the fact that you know he put away christian with the one-winged angel from the from well the middle rope um which obviously it just shows christian's a, a good compare art that's the kind of lengths i had to i had to go through but um yeah truth be told um it was everything else that happened after this match was done one win angel from the top rope great spot it looked like kenny was out of it took if he knocked the wind out of him for a bit because um, they had to lift him up on his feet so he could cut the promo. Um, yes, Christian Cage, Kenny Omega. Like you said, we've seen them wrestle not too long ago when Christian won the Impact Championship from him. Um, and then this is the D match where Christian was hoping to get the AEW title. Didn't get it. Good match between the two. But yes, let's talk about what happened afterwards. So Before the- we talk about that, was yeah. this, what was the purpose of this match? Apart, Was it just to... I, sorry, I have not seen the ending. Was it just about the title or was it a filler for what happens at the end? No, it was about the title. It was about it. It was a, it was a title grudge match. You know what I mean? Like, like because uh, Kenny was the belt collector. He had many different titles that he was collecting from different companies. And Christian challenged him for the Impact title. Won, won, won it. So I think Christian was like one of the first wrestlers to beat Kenny in this run for a little while. And then... And then um, Christian was confident that he can take the AEW title off him, but obviously Kenny won. Um, so do you think Christian is holding his own in a main event spot in AEW? Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's... Oh, yeah, there's something different to say. One, <laughs> one can say that if one believes so. Um, I'm not one. I just think Christian is... I think I think he'll do well with the Impact um, title and, I don't know, bring ratings to that to that show and stuff like that. Um, I've never really been into Christian, um, so my opinion might be, you know, a bit skewed. But um, I think for, he's come in, he's done a good job. Um, he's definitely shown his experience and um, good promos, good steady matches. Um, I don't quite think he's got the five-star match that he's he's always wanted in his career, even with this last attempt with Kenny Omega. Um it's just plain sailing now. I guess there's new names that have come in and um, all of a sudden someone that, you know, we were celebrating not too long ago that just joined the company is yesterday's news at this point. Ooh, that's cold. He's, he's, he's never been my guy. Yeah, he hasn't, he hasn't been my evil. Like, mm. And maybe, like, I've come around to him because the promos have been good. 
Mm-hmm. Like I haven't seen him have a bad match in AEW. And for like, so Tay, for, for context, this was supposed to be Hangman Page main event. And uh, Hangman Page couldn't do it because his his wife was pregnant, so they had to they had to switch out for Christian. And everyone was like, "Oh, this Christian, we don't want to see this." So they've had to like sell it to everyone. Like we want, we still want to make this a main event. And I feel like he's got the fans to accept him and do. And he's done a good job, good, good job doing that because even I was just like Christian, oh, main event, like all the people that they could do it, like at all out. Like we could do Pat, we could do Andrade, we could do anything like that. But like it came out all right. And mm-hmm. if it, if the remember like these these legends, like legends, he is a legend, but he he did the honors for Kenny Omega. Like he didn't go over. Like he he laid down one, two, three and got beaten the fuck out of him afterwards. Like this is what we want these people to do. He's 40 years old, isn't it? So like he done a good he did a good job, literally. Absolutely. So after the match, Kenny cuts a promo saying, you know, this in Canada, saying that. I'm not this in Canada. <laughs> this in Chicago, saying uh, you, you're starting to understand what we do here. You start to understand that I am the best. You're, you're getting it now that no one could talk to me at my level. No one could talk to me. No one could touch me. No one, even if you, to be, anyone that's better than me is either retired, um, in a different company or dead, and obviously they attacked. Um, obviously, while he was doing that promo, um, Gallows and Anderson and the Young Bucks were attacking Christian. <laughs> young Bucks, look, it was really good as well because this is what I love about the elite because that they just so where they understand wrestling so well, they just know how to pull faces and expressions that make you think a thousand things at once. So you're not thinking just oh, they're gonna come down and attack Christian, you're also thinking. They're gonna come down to Christian, but this—they look like they're really upset. Oh, oh, is Kenny gonna be upset with the Young Bucks because they lost their title? That like you're thinking so, and that's what NWO used to do. They used to, with their storyline, with, the, with the, when they used to attack wrestlers and Hogan being such a backstabber and all these things. You just don't know where NWO is gonna be. So when the members come out, you don't know is this guy gonna get attacked? Is this guy gonna get rushed? So I was getting that feeling where when the Young Bucks came down, they're like, oh, they look upset. Is Kenny gonna be like, look, Gallows and Anderson, they lost their titles, kick them out the kick, kick them out the club. But no, that's not what happened. They're all unified to attack Christian. And then the lights went out when Kenny made his promo. And Adam but, he, did, but he, they went out when they said he if they're dead. If they're and, dead, which is explain this, please. Okay, so on being the elite, um, when they kicked out Adam Cole out of Bullet Club. In uh, the whatever, 2000, yeah, 2017, whatever it was, yeah, it's 2017. I think. Um, yeah, that was the, the gimmick that they killed Adam Cole. And I went on, on the first time that Britt Baker was on um, being the elite, this is like right at the start of AEW. And they're like, Oh, hey, nice to meet you, Britt. Whatever. It's like, can we can I just like mention something about the fact that he killed my boyfriend and then he just went into the beginning of the BNLE and it was matters and they've never referenced it since. And then today on BNLE, they did this thing where they're like, oh, it's before like all out and we're doing a seance to try and get Adam Cole back from the dead. So, because we need more friends, like we, uh, Malachi Black taught me how to do this. Uh-huh. And, <laughs> and so like that line, you think Adam Cole's coming out to fight them for killing him. But he comes in, 
Jungle Boy stands up and gets super kicked and he says, oh, I'm with the elite. Yeah. So you're like, hmm. This is the beginning of something. Like, that's not the end. Like, it's not, oh, Adam Cole is just elite and then that's it. This is the yeah. story. Like, he, they brought him back from the dead and he hasn't forgotten. Like, this is, this is, this is like, yeah, it might take a year, but this is, this is going to be the story. So we think it's going to be like a slow burn turn against Kenny Omega, but it's going to take long. Because oh, yeah. Hangman is out as well. So it's like, what happens to Hangman? Like, Hangman has not come back. Like, what, how do they reintroduce Hangman into the situation? It's interesting how they've done this, man. Like, the majority of the American members of Bullet Club is running the rival company to WWE. Um, yeah, now it's, 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 it's exciting stuff. So, yes. Yeah, so two, two companies. Because they've got the guys at Impact as well. So it's like the good brothers are in Impact. Yeah. Kenny was Impact champion for most of the year. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And Don Callis used to be the, the executive at Impact. So, yeah, yeah. so it's like, yeah, and he's the Triple A champion, so you can watch like three shows and see like any. I don't even. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Say, I wouldn't say Impact's competition to W. You know what I mean? A, a, yeah, AW, of course, yeah. yeah, AW is for sure. But, but the presence in it, it's like. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're, they're running things. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's different. Um, so he, Super Kicks Jungle Boy, then cuts the promo saying, "What do you guys think?" Oh no, well I think Kenny said this, isn't it? What do you guys think? We're all friends. Like, you think we're scared of Adam Cole? <laughs> and then Adam Cole. Grabs the mic, says story time. Adam Cole says, um, Elite is like you know the dominant force of professional wrestling. We've proved it time and time again, and we've proven it again now. And no one has a chance in hell. A little reference to Visit Man, um, that can stop us. And as they were celebrating, and Kenny was doing his signature sign off, cry was it the, the Valkyries theme song hits, and the crowd goes nuts. And Daniel Bryan with a little tie knot. Shows up in Brock Lesnar, bro. No, Brock Lesnar tying up. I'm, I'm glad you're flying there. Um, That's a waste right now. And let me say you something, man. Like, as much as I'm scared to see this because I'm scared for my man's health, Brian with the chains off is the best wrestler in the fucking world. And have you have you seen his um what do you call it the media scrum? What's that? He's, he's basic, you know, the little press conference they have after the show. He's basically yeah. said, like, that's why he left. Because yeah. Vince told him that he can go wherever, he can wrestle in whatever company, this, that, and the other. But Vince still wants him to have a protective style. And he's overprotective of him. And he just wants to do whatever he can do. Well, I mean, I don't blame Vince for thinking that. Because Brian fucking... You know what I mean? His career was done. His career was done. Yeah, it was done. Yeah, his yeah. career was done. Like, and he's like, they saw the scan with all the holes in his brain and shit. So they, you know, they have every right to be scared. Now, even I'm a bit overprotective of Brian. I don't want to see Brian doing the shit that he used to do. But that being said, you know, Brian, his own person, and I'm sure Brian knows what he can and can't do. Um, but when Brian, with, with the chains off, bro, it's he's, he's another level. Like you see the kicks he was giving Nick last night and that knee he gave nick like that that's that level high intensity that brian can give um yeah brian versus kenny i'm salivating to see that i can't wait to watch that at 2021 um i don't think it's gonna be anytime soon sorry to no no but maybe next year for sure well, some stadiums, man. exactly uh, some stadiums out here in these streets man 
I told you. I told you the first time I came on this podcast two years ago, this would happen. I'm so you happy. You did. October 2019, right? I'm kind of on you. This is a shoot. No, you did. I've given you your props, bro. I've given I've never I've never had away from that. I said that you said it. I didn't personally think uh they would do it if they were gonna do it. I didn't think they would do it so soon. I didn't think they would do it, especially after a COVID year. I'm surprised that they've done this turnaround, especially after COVID. So I don't know. I just didn't think I knew obviously I know how popular these guys are. I know they got massive star power, but it takes more than that to turn over a company. And but they're proving me wrong, and I'm I'm happy to say that. I'm and I'm happy they're proving me wrong. I want to be proved wrong because I'm a wrestling fan first. And I've just because of all my life, I've seen the dumbest of WWE. WWE's been through some real crazy shit, and they've come out better. The other do you get what I mean? But it looks yeah. like the rot that WWE has designed for themselves because of the, the money making machine. WWE knows how to make money like nothing. They, they make money in their sleep. You get what I mean? But because they design things to keep it that way. Can they now break out of what they are doing to make money and do what they need to do to compete with AW? I don't think so. I could be wrong there too, though. And I'm hoping I am. But Max, you had you said you heard some news earlier today about a crisis meeting. I don't know yeah. if this is true, but what do you think about this? So let me just um, get to the thing. Basically, there's going to be a crisis meeting held because of how good All Out was last night. So Vince McMahon's going to hold an emergency creative meeting today. Um, Donald Donald Wood from Triple R has reported that a text message was sent out this morning um, to all creative members for an emergency talent meeting today. Um, one would only assume this is due to the outstanding AEW pay-per-view from the night before. We've seen these little spikes of, you know, we're going to give the power back to the fans and give the fans what they want. And they run that for like four weeks and then Vince picks up the pen and continues writing again. Um, you can't tell me that Vince watched watched it he, he, he probably didn't but he's got stooges that probably did um you know the whole the whole of his company are, are tweeting like we were saying earlier about the the, the other side sort of thing so um, and i also heard max correct me if i'm right correct me if i'm wrong sorry correct me if i'm wrong but was in there rumors about how fox was furious with wwe that they didn't re-sign cm punk yeah because because yeah, yeah. they saw yeah, the ratings that AEW generated obviously had a good good relationship with Fox when he was doing the WWE backstage show, but that's not with WWE. And Punk, I think, was saying the other day, I think he said it on Renee Young, Renee Paquette's podcast, that they, he came close to re-signing with WWE, but he told them straight off the bat, like, well, let's not play games here. This is like my terms and conditions and this, that, and the other. And they basically tried to negotiate um, you know, his terms and conditions and he said it's non-negotiable and he walked away. Pretty much the same with Adam Cole. You know, he said, Twitch, it has to stay. Like, if there's any chance of me going main roster, it has to stay. And obviously they weren't having it and WWE have basically, you know, lost him. Although he has said, you know, his heart was always with joining AEW. They've lost people because of things like Twitch, OnlyFans, this, that and the other. Like, yeah. You know, I was watching this pay-per-view and I was watching wrestlers interaction because I remember I, I saw um, Cedric Alexander he tweeted his he tweeted his happiness. Uh, well, he obviously tweeted about his his, his wife, obviously Big Spo that she was in the battle royal. But I think he tweeted about his happiness of seeing Adam Cole. I think he said something about he did a Bay Bay remark or something. So he's happy to see Adam Cole. Adam. I was just thinking like Cedric, the likes of Cedric and Nakamura, they need to they need to go they need to go AW. 
they need to leave WWE ASAP. They need to. They need to because they will get if they no, go. No, 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 no,
that that 10 times higher you get what i mean that gives fans to believe that gives people to believe in yes this is this is something and it is something special it's beautiful but it doesn't compare it doesn't he, he, he should have said that, that in, next year isn't it? he should say that in like all out 22 see like see 365 days ago when us three came over here that was the hogan hall national event and we've done this rating since half our stadium this thing that thing that thing that thing that thing part of the game all of that then you've got something whereas you're on day one like we haven't exactly. even seen a dynamite with all three of them yet so. exactly exactly and then you should have included uh Malachi would, Blackenham. sorry would you not think that it's relative like if i understand that he's saying it a bit early because you would actually want to say it retrospectively but if he's saying like this is the moment this is going to be the moment that you're going to look at us and it's going to be relative to yeah. nwo going I, I think that's it yeah yeah it, i mean and you can compare that and let, you can make those comparisons you're allowed to of course it's a kind of a very similar move and it's the move that is definitely elevating a company what did hogan and hall and ash do they went they made a move and it elevated the company do you get what i mean so it's exactly the same thing but it's not bigger it's not especially hogan like as much as i don't like hogan <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. let's right, not right. disrespect like how massive hogan was wrestling yeah, like yeah. these yeah. motherfuckers won't be having a check today yeah. if it wasn't for that man so let's not the only, the only person that can do that is like uh, is the rock now it's like it's like if he went there then it's like, exactly. like it goes from it goes from one million to three million exactly that's that's holding like today yeah but um but he has to say that like i said it's like it's like when you sign a footballer you know ronaldo's better but you're still gonna say oh, i've got harry kane though i've got harry kane you got you have to you gotta big up your players you got and you gotta big up yourself so you know but yeah this is a great i'm loving the fact that we're having these conversations and this is it shows you where wrestling is today i like i said last year i thought wrestling was dead out and I'm so happy that I can speak to all of you about how, you know, exciting wrestling is at the moment. Max, do you have anything else to say before we sign off, my brother? I mean, bruv, a great show. I, I finished watching it at, um, you know, the, the sports bar I was in. And I turned around and I was saying to the man, them, like, how, how can WWE see something like this? And yes, they're probably not watching. And it's like, they're, they're cool with it. Like, look what your, your, your minors are doing. You know what, Max? Yeah, I tell you what it is. People well. started two years ago, bro. Look what they're doing. Look how they're moving. But, this is but, this is aggressive movement. In like, imagine this is like, I don't know, like flipping stocks and shit. Like this is this is aggressive attacking of an industry. Yeah, and let me tell you something else. And another thing as well, Max, is and I know like, I know Vince. It's a weird one with Vince, yeah, because. I know Vince does do things to make wrestling fans happy, right? He does, like, not all the time, of course not. But there is things that he does in his show to compromise, to make sure, like, all right, I know that wrestling fans are, like, majority of my fans. And he does have a lot of, like, neutral fans who don't watch wrestling, that watch wrestling, for, watch his product for so many different reasons. You get what I mean? But he so he will do things to, like, oh, i got to bring the Benoits and the Eddies and the RVDs. i got to bring all these type of wrestlers in here because that will make my company sustain. But I honestly, like, I don't think he honestly believes, or I don't think he saw that a company that wants to dedicate the majority of their product to pro wrestling fans and just pro wrestling fans will ever work. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, I don't think, like, with WCW, 
they were very similar to WF in the sense of it was sports entertainment. Sports, you get what I mean? Of course they had it. Of course they had the pro wrestling more. They were more pro wrestling based than WWF was, but it still had their sports ed- entertainment element. You get what I mean? But I don't think I, f- I don't think Vince saw an AEW coming up and be like, oh, but these are like for smart marks. Ah, uh, oh shit! Wait a minute. These men are selling out stadiums. Oh shit! These men are. You know what I mean? Now these men are getting all these. Nah, but he should he should have like taken it seriously based on who who was doing it. And, True. Um, if it was if it was us man running the promotion, then cool. But it had a billionaire backing, and you know what I mean. These men are richer than him. Yeah, they know, how to, well. they know how to they know how to run business, and it, and it doesn't mean that they will necessarily be successful. But he put them and Cody and Marks, Kenny, and then the production team. And he underestimated how like how much Tony Khan loves wrestling as well. Khan loves he loves it. Absolutely. Tony Khan has probably obviously watched more diverse wrestling than Vince ever has. Vince yeah. has only watched his own product for since nine eight. So, like, who is a better person to ask about wrestling? Like yeah. now, and Vince probably doesn't remember anything either. So, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of mad. There's a video I've seen on YouTube of, of Tony Khan. It's a compilation video of him at like WWE matches, um, Ring of Honor matches. All in. Um, yeah, that's in um, the New Japan matches. Yeah, like, yeah he went to some New Japan matches in England as well. Like ECW. This guy's on it. All right, I'm gonna go around the room and we're gonna rank this pay per view all out 2021 out of five. Wayne Mikel, we'll start with you first, my brother. Out of five, what do you give all out? I'd give it a 4.5. 4.5. That's a very good. That's a very good score. Tay. Um, because I haven't seen, I haven't seen it all, so I'm just gonna give it a four. But pending, <laughs> pending me watching Last Witch, we'll probably take it to a four point five. But four for now. Max, I'm gonna give it a four point seven five. The little, the little takeaway from it. This should be a five, yeah. But the little takeaway from it is that this was a long show. This was as long as. You know, we get we used to get those WrestleManias all at one time on one night. And if this was WrestleMania or WWE, people would have crucified it. Now, obviously, this is a lot more interesting than what's going on over there. So it's all it's all right. But yeah, I think it was a bit long. A couple of matches maybe didn't need to be here, namely the Jericho match, maybe the Paul White one. But yeah, other than that, it's a it's a five really. But yeah. Elijah. Yeah, I started with four point five. It would be five. Uh, five if the main event was better but um really like it's got for me anyway people as a wrestling fan it's got three historic things in one show like it's got like Minoru suzuki on aw like big moment as a fan then obviously adam cole debut and daniel Bryan debut and sorry just the cage match the cage match i'll never forget like i'll never forget that match so there's like kind of the main event angle the cage match Suzuki moment, like, yeah, but the main event wasn't like, uh, like one of their all time great main events. So mm. I was just marking that side of that. And then obviously, Punk being back is cool. The match was good too. So that, that delivered. Uh, but yeah. I'm a, I'm agree. I'm gonna say four point five. A fantastic pay per view. Uh, I would say probably AEW's best pay per view so far. Um, very entertaining from start to finish. 
was long. Max, you are right about the long bit because I remember one time I look outside, I was like, Rob, boy, this guy's about to come out. And I was like, <laughs> I was a bit, I was, but I thought, and, and, the, and if, but here's the thing I haven't stayed up properly. Like, when I say stayed up, there's times where you a pay per view's on at 1 a.m., 2 a.m., and you put it on and you're watching it, and then you just doze off and you watch the rest of it tomorrow. You get what I mean? But like, this is the first time in a very long time that I stayed up like I used to when I was a kid back in the day in my VH, VHS tapes days. And I would watch, like I sat in the front of my boy and we watched it from start to finish. The only bit was, yeah, I started to fall asleep um, towards the Paul White match. I was like knocking out a bit. Um, so yes, it did get a bit long, but what a pay-per-view. Great stuff. I need to see more for AEW. We can't wait to see what happens in Dynamite this week and uh, we'll follow up with more. Uh, wrestling as we go forward so let's go let's give each other um well yeah thank you for all coming um where can people find you guys i know you guys are always on the show when we do aew wayne let's go with you first if people wanted to follow you and hear more of your crazy takes on maybe <laughs> terry funk showing up at all of it and <laughs> um where can people find you my brother uh wayne mckell on twitter and instagram Elijah, where can people find you, my friend? So I'm just Elijah, but with a one where the J is supposed to be. And I need to give another shout out to Elijah because <laughs> I love this guy. He's so funny. So basically, <laughs> last week on the kick out, I was talking about Mount Rushmore. <laughs> and Elijah oh, yeah. was upset. He was upset with me because I said that Rock should be in my Mark Rushmore, but he's just so high up. I was making all kinds of bullshit. So I revisited my Mark Rushmore. And yes, I do love the Metro Man Randy Savage. But realistically, if I'm speaking from the heart, honestly, the Rock is in there over him. So Savage is now officially out. My Mark Rushmore and the Rock is in. Wait, who are the other three now? I can't remember. Austin, you. Austin, Brett, The Rock now, and Ric Flair. Fair enough. Who's your Matt Rushmore? Oh, mine changes all the time. Right, so it's always Rock, Austin, um, Lita, because she came in. When I started watching wrestling, Lita was the only woman that was wrestling like a man. Like, she wasn't just doing these bikini matches and all those kind of things. So that's why Lita's in my that's mind. Because she's great. She's a great wrestler. That's why you got that hair. That's what Elijah said. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, so Lita's in there. And sometimes it's Jericho, sometimes it's The Undertaker. They're more like, those two are kind of like more personal ones, as in when I started watching wrestling and how it made me fall in love with wrestling. So when I started watching The Undertaker, I went back and I watched... Um, older wrestling tapes of like Undertaker versus Yokozuna and I was like oh this is amazing shit and then I watched Jericho come in and I was like who is this man like he talks he's not the same as The Rock but he talks a good talk and he, he wrestles well as well so that's yeah. where mine comes in. Elijah what was yours again? Uh, it changes isn't it? It changes, it changes now. And I feel like it's not it's not, like all time it's not it's not fair anymore because the last five years have just changed my like outlook on this like, question. Was... Definitely needs to be answered in decades or something. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, it was, like it's, it's too, it's too hard. I think if you if you watch enough wrestling, you know that you can't name four. No, for sure. Because really, really, if if I just said, oh, you know, Flair, Hogan, Undertaker, 
um, Bret Hart. It's like, well, that only takes me to like 97. Like, like what, yeah, and what do you do for the rest of for the years? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But really, like the, the amount of wrestling I've watched in the last five, like, how can you not have like Kenny and Reggae in there? Like, because mm. it's like literally shifted the whole landscape of what we watch. Like, like mm. he's, he's the like the Ric Flair of today. Right? It's just like it's madness. Um, so I don't have an answer really to this. But if I have, if I had one. I wouldn't be like debating with me on WhatsApp rap whether Dwayne's in it. Like he'd be in it regardless. He's the permanent mm. fixture. He doesn't move. Mm. Okay. Max, where can the what? people find you, my friend? Oh, I'll be asking ask for Mount, my Mount Rushmore, which I can't even remember <laughs> anymore. Um, <laughs> WrestleManiac UK on all socials and of course here at the Kick Out podcast. Tay, did you give your socials? No, I didn't. Um, you can just message up the Kick Out podcast. Perfect, perfect. That's what I'm talking about. That's my girl. All right, cool, guys. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll get you guys back on the show when more exciting things happen in the world of wrestling. Good night. I fear, what's it? What does he say? I fear, do. Good night. Did you, did you? Whatever he does. Good night. Bye. Bye. Yeah, that was terrible. Have a good night, guys. Good night, everybody. 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 Have a good night, guys.